listening to the third season of the co-production podcast brought to you by Cineropa and Eurimage. I am Domenico and in today's episode we will discuss the co-production of Luca, a film you may have heard of under the working title of Fortress, directed by Jessica Woodworth. And to speak about this collaboration between Belgium, Italy, the Netherlands, Bulgaria and Armenia, I have the pleasure to welcome three of the many co-producers of the project who are about to introduce themselves, starting with you, Peter. Uh, you are representing both films in Belgium. Yes, hello. Uh, my name is Peter Brosens, both films based in Ghent, Belgium. Um, this is a family business that uh, Jessica, uh, my partner and wife, uh, created back in 2005, mainly to produce our own feature films. Uh, we come from documentary where we directed and produced our own films, and we continued that from 2006 onwards with films like Hadak Altiplano, La Cinquième Saison, The King of the Belgians, Barefoot Emperor, and now Luca. Um, Belgium is a complicated country, small, but a bit complex. So um, we have, therefore, also all the Belgian co-producers on board of this project. Uh, on the French-Belgian side, it's Diana Elbaum of Beluga Tree, and we also have a Belgian-Flemish co-production company uh, led by Martin Dolander and Tim Martens called Krater Films. It's a young company, and they were also in charge of the overall line, produ pro line production of the film. Thank you. Also with us today, we have uh, Flaminio. Flaminio, you're from Italy, representing Palo Santo Films. Hello, Domenico. Yes, indeed, I'm from Palo Santo Film. It's a company based in Rome, Italy. We are... Um, producing or i would say more co-producing uh, most of our project uh, we are focused on international and european uh, art house co-production and uh, as strange as it may sound we never produce a purely fully italian movie uh, till today only co-productions and uh, the, the more complex they are the better we like them somehow <laughs> and um yeah, so this sounds like a perfect project uh, for, for, for fulfilling our, our vision, you know, of, of, of this activity. And, uh, and also the fact is that I, I always did mostly co-productions, like my career started in Germany, like 15 years ago. And then when I came back to Italy, found a place where co-production were still not really, mm, you know, like uh, carried on by my colleagues. So I found my comfort zone here, let's say, in carry-on co-production from Italy. Thank you. Uh, Denis Vaslin from Voyeur Film is not with us today, but uh, I've mentioned already that the film is co-produced with uh, the Netherlands. But uh, we have uh, Mira with us from Artfest in Bulgaria. Welcome, Mira. Hello. Hello, Domenico. So I'm representing Artfest, which is based in Bulgaria, and it's the main company behind Sofia Film Festival. But beside that, we are also involved in production, and we have the pleasure to work for the third time with Peter and Jessica. So we worked for the, the King of the Belgium and the Barefoot Emperor, being the Bulgarian co-producer. And now we are the proud Bulgarian co-producer for Luca. And under the Bulgarian umbrella, it's also Armenian company Dokino, which is represented by Angela Fragian. Because Luca was initially planned to be shot in Armenia, but some objective circumstances 
moved us to Italy, which we do not regret. I can imagine the situation, of course, uh, is very, the real life situation is, of course, very, very different, but for the sake of the film, it's probably, probably better. Uh, uh, Peter, maybe you can walk us through the story of the film without spoiling it too much. Oh, well, in short, Luca uh, is the story of Luca. And he's a young, ambitious soldier craving for battle who embeds himself in an isolated fort, Fort Kairos, where men have been waiting for ages for a mythical enemy, which probably doesn't exist, to strike. So it's actually a tale of suspended lives, illuminating how friendship can transcend and topple even the greatest of illusions. Um, Luca is inspired by a novel, an Italian novel, um, the, step, the Tartar Step by Dino Buzzati, um, a novel from 1940. Um, but this is really not a classic adaptation, which was already done by Giorlini in 1976. It's really inspired by, and Jessica transposed the story of that novel to an undefined future, an undefined place, But anyway, it's some sort of dystopian future where um, society is not functioning anymore as it used to be. And it was nothing to point out that uh, usually you, you, you've been so far co-directing uh, the films with, uh, with Jessica, your partner, wife. Uh, and this time uh, the roles are more separated. You position yourself more as a producer and she's the director. Is there uh, anything behind that decision or it, did it change anything for you Uh, as a as a filmmaker, well, the, it's circumstances. Um, we also have two children, and one of them really takes uh, needs a lot of care. So in the past, uh, that care was offered by grandparents, mostly Jessica's parents, when we were out shooting a film in Mongolia or or in Bulgaria. Um, that care is not there anymore. So um, that's one issue that has to be taken seriously. And the other one is that Jessica, it's really her her own project um she, it's 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 inspired by a novel uh she always wanted to adapt a novel um and and then finally it happened with this butsati novel and also it, it was actually it all started when she was presenting a previous film at the year of golden Apric golden apricot film festival she was led around and she discovered this amazing location mount aragats it's a, a cosmic ray research research center from back from the Soviet times. And these two things, the novel that she had read and that location really brought things together. And she actually adjusted, adapted the novel. She wrote the script for those specific locations in Armenia. So in short, she was a filmmaker and I was the file maker. Yes. <laughs> Looks like one job seems more, uh, uh, more entertaining than the other though. Well, I'm not a producer, but um, I, I know what I'm talking about. Um, so you, you mentioned how the, the project started with this uh, this um, uh, will from Jessica to adapt the novel, but uh, this was just the idea. How did you start to assemble uh, the co-production? So you and Mira, for example, were already collaborating before. Was it also the case with Flaminio? No, Flaminio, no, 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 no. Um, but the thing is that um, Italy was at first not in the picture. So basically, uh, we uh, we really wrote a script for a location because as filmmakers, we are very much inspired by existing locations. There's always a synergy between the story and locations, which is 
for us very interesting to work, but it's also also risky business um, because yes, I'm talking 2019, then came 2020, came COVID, and then the the war between uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan and the regional instability and the political upheaval in Armenia. So we thought this is too risky. So we decided to move, reroute the project and find locations elsewhere. And Jessica um, took the project through the Torino Film Lab and where actually in the first session in Vilnius in 2017, she met Flaminio. First, we were talking to other producers in Italy, um, but in the end, Flaminio came on board as the Italian uh, co-producer because we found really magnificent magnificent locations on Sicily. And so the entire film was shot in Sicily. And I was actually quite happy about it because I visited the locations in on Mount Aragats near Yerevan. And I must say, they were really weird and they were really great, but I did not quite see a fortress in those locations. Jessica was like, no problem, we'll manage it. Uh, but look, the main location, which is the Diga, it's an old, yeah, huge infrastructure uh, in, uh, in, in on Sicily, offered much more the concepts of a fortress than the locations in Armenia. So... Yeah, it was a fortunate side effect of, of the unfortunate situations in, in Armenia and COVID on top of it. We'll get back to the, the source of financing in Belgium, but I'm curious about um, how do you co-produce a film like that when it's shot in Sicily, uh, Flaminio? What are, what are your uh, source of financing? What, what kind of fund did you activate it? When, when I proposed to, to Peter and Jessica to shoot in Sicily, there were no, like... Uh, financial uh, uh, strategy behind that. Uh, it was just, I just saw some pictures of Armenia where they were uh, intended to shoot. And somehow I thought that uh, the, 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 the location, the, the, the look they were looking for might really much match with where, uh, what we were going to find in Sicily. Just afterwards, I find out that uh, the Sicilian region offers like uh, a contribution, a production contribution to who is going to shop there. They have a local film commission, I have to say pretty efficient and very collaborative. And uh, they have uh, a contribution that is based on the, uh, an expenditure on, on, the, on the island. It's, uh, there is like a ratio of 150% of what you have to spend 150% of what, what you get from them. And uh, since uh, the, the whole movie uh, was planned to be shot in only one location, so in this case, Sicily, sounds it's really like, uh, I mean, we could not miss the chance. And indeed, we, when, I mean, we applied and we get confirmation. It, it took a while, but at the end, uh, I mean, we, I think we got confirmation uh, right during the first week of shooting, it was. We were already shooting. It was a bit risky, but we were confident that we would have gone through. And then beside that, I have the support of uh, the Minister of Culture in Italy, Mick. Uh, there is this fund dedicated to minority co-productions. And uh, we've been awarded with a maximum amount, was 300,000 euros, because of the quality of the project, because of, uh, I mean, of, of course, also the Italian elements that are in there of the project, starting from the book, of course. And... Uh, and then, of course, uh, the, the Italian tax rate. So this 
were my my uh, three main uh, elements for financing my Italian part, my Italian contribution to the movie. And we didn't mention yet the overall budget of the film, which is three million. And the contribution from Eurimage, I think it's two hundred and ninety thousand, right? Yeah, almost ten percent. Um, Mira, what are the options for Bulgaria? I understand that creatively speaking, you have this partnership with uh, uh, Peter, Jessica, and uh, and yourself, uh, and the festival. Then, but um, for you, was it a no-brainer to jump into that project, or uh, were you more seduced by elements of the script or cultural elements, or was it like uh, just a collaboration that uh, keeps on going? We were seduced by the whole package. Uh, knowing uh, Peter and Jessica since quite some time, me and uh, Stefan Kitanov, who's running the company, kind of were totally convinced that we have to back up the project. Because first, the idea is great. Um, the script was absolutely great. The locations were fascinating. And we had a lot to offer. Like uh, the um, production designer, Sabina Christova, who used to work with Peter and Jessica in the previous films, The King of the Belgium and the Barefoot Emperor, Eka Bicinashvili, the costume designer, actually the whole art department team, which uh, you will be surprised how many things were manufactured in Bulgaria and transported to Sicily. Give us an example. Everything you see in the movie, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but but really, kind of when you find um, creative partners, when when you click with them, it doesn't make sense not to work together. You know, it's kind of this alchemy of if the things are happening, it's about trust, it's about understanding, it's about humor, <laughs> also kind of flexibility of. Um, dealing with the reality of a production because co-productions are not an easy thing, we know. So, yeah, I think it, it uh, Luca is quite a good example of uh, how Belgium, Holland, Italy, Bulgaria and Armenia got together. Yes, this is why I'm trying to understand what part um, was done in every one of the countries. So I understand now that everything, art direction and so forth, came uh, more or less from uh, Bulgaria. Uh, locations were uh, in Italy. Uh, and, and Peter, uh, can, you, can you tell us what was the, well, except, of course, from uh, yourself and Jessica, but what was the Belgian part? Was it more like post-production or, uh, or was it also a, a strong Belgian element in the film? Yes, throughout the whole process, in fact, um, we, we we should also mention the cast, um, which is a nice um, thing with with Armenia because when we moved the entire project to uh, Italy, um, some of my colleagues said, "Why keep Armenia on board?" I, I like to mention this because uh, the company there is run by Angela Frangian, and she is a really young. She's a documentary filmmaker who wants to establish herself as a, as a producer of feature films in Armenia, which is not so easy. <clears throat> and she's a very nice person. And Jessica and, and, and Angela are very close to one another. So we obviously never thought of dropping Armenia. We kept her on board. And, and she delivered with a little money, modest amount of money we got from the National Film Center of Armenia, a very fine actor, Samuel Tadevosian. So we got actually very fine actors 
from all the co-production territories, uh, also from the Netherlands, also from Belgium and Bulgaria, Italy. Um, on the Belgian side, we had uh, very important creative input um, um, by uh, the DOP, Virginie Surdesh. It was the first time we worked with her. She is Belgian-Polish. Uh, but the connection between and the synergy between Virginie and Jessica was absolutely key um, to the to, to this film uh, that worked really, really, really well. And um, with the camera team, there was also, of course, the uh, the post-production. Besides the camera team, there's a post-production that was mostly done between Italy, the Netherlands, and Belgium as well. So, yeah, uh, we work on different levels concerning the, the Belgian inputs. You mentioned uh, COVID before. It was, I guess, a major setback in the preparation and, and also the shooting of the film, then the Armenian situation, of course. Um, Besides that, did you meet any kind of uh, major obstacle during the, the production of the film? We know that uh, directing a film and making a film is a lot of obstacles, but uh, uh, are there any here that are, are worth uh, mentioning? And also the way you overcame them. Yeah, so already mentioned, so the, yeah, COVID, everybody's familiar with what happened, uh, shooting, what it means to shoot during COVID times. Then we had the war between Armenia and Azerbaijan, which forced us to reroute, to relocate the project in, in another place, which happened to be Sicily. Um, we also had an administrative problem with related to Urimash. Um, you know, that's a little bit a struggle throughout all these projects that, for example, we have been co-producing with Bulgaria is that, you know, on the one side, Eurimash and also the media program, they really would like to stimulate bigger countries to work, collaborate with smaller countries. Now, how much smaller can you get than working with Armenia? I mean, their financial input is only 20,000 euro on a budget of 3 million. So it's impossible to offer them fully-fledged co-production status because they cannot possibly reach the 10% under the old regime. And that was a problem because um, all the co-production territories signed the uh, revised convention and they all ratified the revised convention except one country. It was my country. <laughs> so this is why we had to make this... Yeah, unfortunate. I mean, uh, unpleasant constructions in order to keep the Bulgarian-Armenian uh, collaboration over the 10%. Uh, fortunately, the Belgian government or the official uh, part of Belgium finally ratified uh, the revised convention in March. So last minute we're safe and we can work more comfortably with a 5% threshold for the smaller territories. But um, you, you'd wish that uh, this evaluation was also made on a cultural basis and not only on a financial basis, because when you mentioned the collaboration with Armenia, it's also a, a huge cultural collaboration. Absolutely. I mean, we always work on, on, a, on a creative uh, collaboration in all our projects. Uh, and I think this is really which enriches the project. Uh, so like, for example, now this is the third film with, uh, with the heads of departments from Bulgaria, I mean, yes, this is something that's for us really, really important. And uh, it's like a growing family that you sort of <clears throat> take along through to future projects because we met uh, Christi, uh, Sabina and, uh, and Eka uh, while shooting King of the Belgians in Bulgaria. But then the Barefoot Emperor was shot in Croatia, but still with the same team from Bulgaria. And now we moved to Sicily. And, you know, it's, it's something that's a synergy which is for us very important. So... 
financial constructions, financial co collaborations, uh, while we prefer the, the, the creative cultural collaborations, really. And then the film premiered in uh, the latest uh, Rotterdam Film Festival. Um, I didn't have the chance to see it there. I still have to catch up uh, on, on the film. But um, now you are making plans for uh, a wider release in theaters. Uh, can you tell us a little bit how it's working? Because since you have like five countries uh, co-producing, I guess the film is scheduled at least to be released in those countries. How does it work? Is there a sales agent attached? Film Boutique of the project. Um, so they take care of the territories outside of the co-production territories. So um, we're looking uh, at the Benelux release in September um, with the Film Freak, which is a company based in the Netherlands. Um, they will take care of the Benelux release. And then we have releases, of course, <clears throat> also um, scheduled in, in Bulgaria uh, and uh, Italy and probably also in Armenia. Uh, Flaminio in Italy, is it going to be released at the same time in September? I'm still um, considering a couple of offers from independent distribution company and uh, and I'm considering if I should accept them or to go for uh, a self-distribution scheme that uh, it's very much in use lately in Italy, thanks mostly to the support of the state in this regard. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, the movie will be mostly, surely distributed uh, at the same time than, than, than Belgium and the other countries, so September, yeah. And we have we had the, the opportunity to discuss many times uh, Belgium and Italy in terms of uh, distribution and, and exhibition as well. But uh, I think we never spoke about Bulgaria, Mira. Um, uh, how is it, what kind of... Uh, uh, of a challenge is it to release the film like that in Bulgaria uh, in 2023? Uh, it's quite a challenge, but we are experienced in distribution. So, well, I mean, Bulgaria is a tiny market, so we are not expecting like miracles out of it. But um, as we screened it at Sofia Film Festival and it got um, very positive reactions, I'm quite an optimist. It's a really... Um, beautifully shot film with extremely talented actors. It's just a pleasure to watch them on the screen. Since there's an ongoing collaboration between you two, Mira and, and, and Peter, and now this film is over, it's finished, uh, are you guys working already on, on the next project together or is it something you are allowed to talk about? Not yet, but I hope soon the things will start cooking. You never know. This is how it is with creative people. But as Peter was mentioning, basically that's why we love working with Jessica and Peter because they really make this um, very personal atmosphere. The relations are in focus. And that's why Valentin Ganev, one of the Bulgarian actors, which played in Barefoot Emperor, one of the films that Jessica and Peter did before, played in Luca also. So yes, we are looking forward to something that will in charm us actually we met uh, I, I met jessica and peter in venice just like i don't know how many years like 11 maybe when they were screening the fifth season one of my favorite films i still think that this film went a little bit under the radar it was tiny little bit before its time because it's it's so beautiful and it's talking about these important things which are happening with the earth that's why the fifth season. So 
Yeah, and everything that came from their direction was quite uh, exciting. Yes, I totally agree. I remember we gave the Cineropa Award to the fifth season in Les Arcs, and I was the one giving the prize to Jessica at the time. And it's also one of my favorite films and one of my Belgian favorite films as well. Um, it's already time to conclude this conversation. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, feel free to subscribe to the co-production podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, or whatever platform may have your uh, preference. I want to thank Creative Europe for supporting Cineropa over the years and, of course, Urimage for backing up this program for the third season in a row. And, of course, Peter, Flaminio and Mira, we are very grateful that you have accepted to be our guest today in the co-production podcast. It was a real pleasure to have you. I missed the film in Rotterdam, but uh, I will be looking forward to catch it up as soon as possible. The film is Luca. Please keep collaborating and making films together for us to enjoy. Bye-bye.